0: Chapter 1, Part 2 of Junior Classics, Volume 2 Folk Tales and Myths. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. Junior Classics, Volume 2 Folk Tales and Myths by William Patton. Stories from the Northern Sagas, Part 2 how the queen of the sky gave gifts to men by e m wilmot buxton by the side of Allfather father odin upon his high seat in asgard sat frigga his wife the queen of the asas sometimes she would be dressed in snow-white garments bound at the waist by a golden girdle from which hung a great bunch of golden keys and the earth-dwellers gazing into the sky would admire the great white clouds as they floated across the blue not perceiving that these clouds were really the folds of frigga's flowing white robe as it waved in the wind at other times she would wear dark grey or purple garments and then the earth-dwellers made haste into their houses for they said the sky is lowering today and a storm is nigh at hand frigga had a palace of her own called fenzalir or the hall of mists where she spent much of her time at her wheel spinning golden thread or weaving web after web of many-coloured clouds all night long she sat at this golden wheel and if you look at the sky on a starry night you may chance to see it set up where the men of the south show a constellation called the girdle of orion husbands and wives who had dwelt lovingly together upon earth were invited by frigga to her hall when they died so they might be forever united within its hospitable walls Frigga was especially interested in all good housewives, and she herself set them an excellent example in Fensilier. When the snowflakes fell, the earth dwellers knew it was Frigga shaking her great feather bed, and when it rained they said it was her washing day. It was she who first gave to them the gift of flax that the women upon earth might spin and weave, and bleach their linen as white as the clouds of her own white robe and this is how it came about there once was a shepherd who lived among the mountains with his wife and children and so very poor was he that he often found it hard to give his family enough to satisfy their hunger but he did not grumble he only worked the harder and his wife though she had scarcely any furniture and never a chance of a new dress kept the house so clean and the old clothes so well mended that all unknown to herself she rose high in the favour of the all-seeing Frigga. Now one day, when the shepherd had driven his few poor sheep up the mountain to pasture, a fine reindeer sprang from the rocks above him, and began to leap upward along the steep slope. The shepherd snatched up his crossbow and pursued the animal, thinking to himself, Now we shall have a better meal than we have had for many a long day. Up and up leaped the reindeer, always just out of reach, and at length disappeared behind a great boulder just as the shepherd, breathless and weary, reached the spot. No sign of the reindeer was to be seen, but on looking around, the shepherd saw that he was among the snowy heights of the mountains and almost at the top of a great glacier. Presently, as he pursued his vain search for the animal, he saw to his amazement an open door, leading apparently into the heart of the glacier he was a fearless man and so without hesitation he passed boldly through the doorway and found himself standing in a marvellous cavern lit up by blazing torches which gleamed upon rich jewels hanging from the roof and walls and in the midst stood a woman most fair to behold clad in snow white robes and surrounded by a group of lovely maidens the shepherd's boldness gave way at this awesome sight and he sank to his knees before the asa for she it was. But Frigga bade him be of good cheer and said, Choose now whatsoever you will to carry away with you as a remembrance of this place. The shepherd's eyes wandered over the glittering jewels on the walls and roof, but they came back to a little bunch of blue flowers which Frigga held in her hand. They alone looked homelike to him. The rest were hard and cold. So he asked timidly that he might be given the little nosegay then Frigga smiled kindly upon him most wise has been your choice said she take with the flowers this measure of seed and sow it in your field and you shall grow flowers of your own they shall bring prosperity to you and yours so the shepherd took the flowers and the seed and scarcely had he done so when a mighty peal of thunder followed by the shock of an earthquake rent the cavern and when he had collected his senses he found himself once more upon the mountain-side. When he reached home and had told his tale, his wife scolded him roundly for not bringing home a jewel which would have made them rich forever. But when she would have thrown the flowers away, he prevented her. Next day he sowed the seed in his field, and was surprised to find how far it went. Very soon after this the field was thick with tiny green shoots. And, though his wife reproached him for wasting good ground upon useless flowers, he watched and waited in hope, until the field was blue with the starry flax-blooms. Now, one night, when the flowers had withered and the seed was ripe, Frigga, in the disguise of an old woman, visited the lowly hut and showed the shepherd and his astonished wife how to use the flax-stalks, how to spin them into thread, and how to weave the thread into linen. It was not long before all the dwellers in that part of the earth had heard of the wonderful material, and were hurrying to the shepherd's hut to buy bleached linen or the seed from which it was obtained. And so the shepherd and his family were soon among the richest people in the land, and the promise of Fruga was amply fulfilled. End of Chapter One, Part Two.